Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. somebody on your side that knows how to win. That advocate for us is the Holy Spirit. And it is better than having Ben Matlock on your side, on your team. Because he's going to win, if we allow him to, and if we use him, that advocate for us and in us is going to win against the enemy every time. Now, the reason he doesn't is, one, we don't acknowledge him. Uh, Two, we're fearful of where he may lead us sometimes. We think we, we know better. Our, our way is more predictable. But we have an advocate that's not only for us, but in us. I want you to see today. So turn, if you will, to John chapter 14. We're going to look at the things that the Holy Spirit is and, and kind of break the Holy Spirit down of how he works uh, both with us, for us, and in us. John chapter 14, verses 15 to 17. Speak to this this idea of our having an appointed defender. It says, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you, <clears throat> you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit is our appointed defender. Now, <clears throat> When someone gets arrested, they are, or at least they are supposed to be, Mirandized. They read the Miranda rights. You have the right to remain silent. If you have the, you have the right to remain silent, anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. You have a right to attorney. If you cannot afford attorney, one will be appointed to you by the court. Our appointed attorney, our appointed advocate by God himself, he's saying here is the Holy Spirit. Now, he says here... <clears throat> I'm going to give you another advocate, meaning you already have one. So what is that, that one advocate we already have? Well, look at verse 15, back, back up to verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. How do we know his commands? How do we know what to, do, what to keep, how to live and how not to? Here is our first advocate. The scripture is your first advocate. In fact, it is your defense and the spirit is your defender. You can see that as, as your spiritual constitution and, and the Holy Spirit as your attorney, as it were. Um, notice here also that he says uh, that these, these two things always work together. And I've said that over and over again to you, that the Spirit and the, and the Scripture, the Spirit and the Word are one with each other every time, in every circumstance, in every situation. So if you know that to be true, the Spirit will never lead you away from the Word, and the Word will never lead you away from the Spirit. They always work in tandem in concert with each other. Notice also he says that he's not just our representative. He's not just with us. He is our guardian. He's our shield. He is in us. Not just alongside us, but inside of us as we, if we know Christ as our Savior. And he is there to rebuke your accuser. We talked about last week how the name Satan itself means accuser. And he is there to rebuke the accuser that stands to accuse you of sin that's already been forgiven. Now, it's interesting to me that, especially in these days of 
this resurgence of COVID hitting many around us again. It's, it's amazing to me that we'll do whatever it takes oftentimes to bolster our immune system. We'll go chase vitamin C, and you should, vitamin D, vitamin E, zinc, and we're pouring all those things down in our household as well, like you are. But it, it amazes me how we will seek to, to bolster our physical immune system but do nothing about our spiritual immune system and wonder, why are we so susceptible? Why am I, why am I giving way to Satan? Why am I giving way to temptation? Why am, I, why am I falling back into the same habits, the same things? And it's because we don't see our advocate. We don't understand how our advocate works, that he is not only with us, but in us to point us to the scripture and to lead us in a direction that is God-honoring and for our good. He is our defender. He's been appointed our defender. The scripture is our def defense, and the Spirit is our defender. Secondly, the Holy Spirit not only is our defender, he is our liberator. Turn to Romans chapter 8, if you will. Our liberator says in verses 1 and 2, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. The law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Our enemy accuses and condemns. He wants to remind us of our failures. This is who you are. This is who you've always been. It's who you're always going to be. He reminds us of our, of our sin and our past. The Holy Spirit is there to give life and to say your past is your past. Leave it and walk forward. He is there to give us freedom, uh, to, to, to free the condemned. Not only freedom from the payment of sin, which is death, but freedom, he says here, from the process of sin, which is the law. He frees us from the penalty of sin, which is death, and the process of sin, which is the law, holding us in bondage until the Spirit comes in to free us from that bondage to the law, Scripture says. You, you remember the story in John chapter 8 when they brought Magdalene to, to Jesus and the, the scribes and Pharisees did. Says, said, the law says this woman was caught in adultery. The law says she's to be stoned. What do you say? And he pauses his right on the ground. You know the story. And... and Stands back up and says, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. You hear rocks start to drop around. They, they all walk away slowly. No one there but him, him and Madeline. Where are your accusers, woman? There is no one, she said. He said, now go and, and, and sin no more. Go and leave this life of sin, he says. Change. Don't, don't walk in the same way you've always walked. I'm, I'm giving you the freedom for the law not to bind you. And I'm giving you a new law, a new freedom to say, walk in newness of life. Uh, go and, and and do something different. Uh, his his point there is to get across that freedom doesn't mean I can do what I want. Freedom means I can recognize the opportunities that the Spirit has put in front of me, and I can see them for the first time. I couldn't see them before because I wasn't leaning and dependent on the Spirit of God. But He in me helps me to see those opportunities that I couldn't see before and walk in toward those opportunities. It's not, as I said, freedom to do whatever we want, but freedom to do what God wants for us and us to see that, that way. And we do that because uh, otherwise our, the enemy has our minds and our hearts in bondage to the law. This is who you are. You're guilty. You'll always be guilty. And the Spirit is our liberator. And if we can take advantage of him, he'll liberate us and free us from that bondage to the law. Certainly from the bondage of from death and, 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 and the law itself. Thirdly, not only is the Holy Spirit our defender and our liberator, he is our source of power. Again, in Romans chapter 8, look at verses 9 to 11 with me. It says, You, however, 
are not controlled by the sinful nature, but are in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. He's saying apart from the Holy Spirit, the individual is under the control of Satan, but, but the power, he says here, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. I've shared with you before this truth that believers, children of God, people who have trusted Christ as their Savior, can be oppressed by the enemy, but not possessed by the enemy. Meaning that demonic, if you question demonic possession, and you, you question whether that is true for you or someone else, you know, who's, who is a believer, they are under oppression, but cannot be possessed. Why? Because the Holy Spirit comes in at salvation to seal our hearts, to seal our futures, to seal our eternities. And, and as such, the enemy has no power over that, but he can oppress us. He can come after us to, to help us believe things, believe as we looked at last week, believe things that are a lie are indeed the truth. Uh, a believer cannot do that. Why? Look at verse 11. He says, and if the Spirit is in him who raised Jesus from the dead is giving life to you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. He is the life giver. He is the source of power. The Spirit in us says the power of life and death is, is that same Holy Spirit that's living inside of you. Uh, believers can and do fall prey to the enemy uh, because we have been given a free will all the way back to the garden. So we, we, we will fall from time to time. But the power, don't miss this, the power to say no the power to experience victory, the power to experience deliverance is living in you. Whether that's temptation, whether that's addiction, whether that's materialism, whether it's a failure of some kind, the power to look at those in, in the face of those temptations and say, no, is living in you. You're powerless apart from him, but with him in you, you have the power to, to look that in the eye and say, no. You have the power to, to look at that addiction and say, no. The power to look at this whole idea of more and more and more and say, no, I don't need that. Whatever failure the enemy's beating you up with, continuing to beat you up with, you can look into his eye and say no because of the power that's in you, that same Holy Spirit. He's our important defender. He's our great liberator. He's the source of power. Finally, the Holy Spirit is our source of wisdom, our source of maturity. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And let's look at verses 9 to 13 together. He says there, However it is written, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, these things God has prepared for those who love him. For God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit within? In, same, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. That we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. Wisdom and consequent, consequently maturity that he talks about in verse 9 is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Uh, now, verse 13 talks about Spirit-taught words uh, in wisdom, not in, not, not in our own words, but words taught by the Spirit, giving spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. 
Now, the, the, the Greek word for the word's words there is rema, meaning concepts or truths. So the Spirit brings to us our, the, the, the truths of God, the concepts that we need to see and understand, but other than literal words. He, he brings concepts into, into our mind, into our walk, and the, and the, and the truths of Scripture that, that are married with the Spirit, and are married with, that are, that, where the Scripture, again, marries with the, with the, with the Spirit itself, giving victory to the enemy over our, our sins and temptations because of our wisdom, because of the spiritual maturity that he helps us see. He is a source of wisdom. He knows those things and will bring those, those truths to our life, that, the, those nuggets of wisdom in those moments when we need them the most. That's how he works for us. It's not God's will that we struggle with the same temptations, the same struggles, the same weaknesses over and over and over again. Let me say that again. It is not God's will that you struggle with the same temptations, the same weaknesses, the same places over and over and over again. The Spirit is there to bring victory to those things and to help us see the wisdom in those moments to walk away and how to do that. To give us the strength to, to give us the, the admonishment and encouragement to do those things. Um, the Spirit helps us see the enemy coming and He helps to shore up those weak areas, those vulnerable places in our, in our lives and in our walk. He helps us to see those things because of his great wisdom. He helps us to see the vulnerable areas. Uh, that's, that's his formula for, for wisdom, his formula for maturity, his formula for winning, uh, helping us win the battles against the enemy. So if we're tra <coughs> traveling the same ground over and over and over again, our sin problem is really a maturity problem. If we're traveling the same ground over and over again, what, 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 what the enemy wants us to see as habitual sin is really immaturity on our part. It's really a lack of wisdom on our part because we're not living with and walking in tune with the Holy Spirit to help us see the way through those situations. So we feel compelled to, to stay in them and feel powerless in them because we're not recognizing the power and wisdom that's in us in the form of the Holy Spirit. It is God in us in the form of the Holy Spirit giving us a way of escape every time. And so as we see those ways of escape and learn to walk in them, that maturity grows and grows and grows to where down the road six months, a year, two years, three years, five years down the road, we, we should be able to look back and say, I'm not where I need to be. But I'm not where I used to be. I'm not falling prey to the same things I used to fall prey to 10 years ago because I'm more mature. I see the enemy coming now. I know how he works. I know how he speaks. I know the angles from which he comes at me. And as I'm seeing that and I'm digesting that, Wisdom starts to grow and maturity starts to grow in me to where I see and come before, it, before the temptation ever uh, is, is real and, and relevant because I know how he works. I know he's going to pull me into this situation and situationally bring temptation, situationally bring failure, situationally bring reminder of where I failed again. And the Spirit is there, faithful, ever faithful to give us wisdom to say, you see him coming? Here he comes. You hear his voice? He's about to speak. He's there to give us that every time. So if, we're, if we are finding ourselves in the same ground over and over again, it, again, it's, it's not a uh, problem of failure or sin on my part. It's a problem with immaturity. Where I, I've not walked enough knowledge with the Holy Spirit and listened to his voice of deliverance to say, I see him coming. I understand how, how the enemy works. That's how he wants us to see himself in us, with us, in us. Well, Holy Spirit is our opponent defender, our great liberator, our source of power, and source of wisdom. Here's what strikes me as odd. Many believers have a greater fear of the Holy Spirit than they do of the devil. 
And that blows me away. Because I would ask this question. Have you seen anything here you need to be afraid of this morning? Have you seen anything in the scripture this morning that, that, that should be fearful for you in terms of what the Holy Spirit is or how he's been defined? Is there anything you've seen that you're afraid of or should be afraid of? If not, why is our fear of the Holy Spirit greater than our fear of the enemy sometimes? Uh, I, I would submit to you that, again, it's, it's a wisdom issue. It's a maturity issue that we don't understand. I've got the power of God living in me. I don't have to walk in defeat. I don't have to walk in bondage. I don't have to walk in, 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 this, in this old man. In, I don't have to walk in, in, in light of my past. I can walk in victory regardless of my past. Let me leave you with this. Seeing all the Spirit is should instill in every believer a great sense of confidence. And if you don't have that this morning, I want to submit to you, go back and revisit some of these scriptures. These scriptures are promises to you. If you know Christ as your Savior, each one of these is, is a promise to you that he is our defender, he's our liberator, he's our source of power and our source of wisdom. And walking in the truths of those, those scriptural uh, truths that we've shown you today, walking in the truths of those principles, you can walk in victory. You can win against the enemy on a consistent basis. You can look, spit in the enemy's eye when he comes again, when he starts to tempt, tempt you again and, and again and again, saying, this is who you are, this is your past, this is who you're always going to be. This is how people are going to see you, deal with it. No, I don't deal with that because here's who God says I am. Here's who, here's who the Holy Spirit says that I am. And he sources those things again and again in my heart as temptation comes and as, as failures come to say, that's not who you are. That's who you were. That's not who you are or who you have to be. I want to encourage you today not to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. He is our great advocate. He is uh, in this idea of suiting up to, to find ourselves in victory, in places of victory in, in these spiritual battles that we face, and we face them daily, sometimes hourly, uh, moment to moment even. But we can win those battles, and I'm going to tell you, the enemy don't like losing, and he will lose every time if you lean on the Spirit and listen to the Word and spout the Scripture back to the enemy. He can't deal with the truth of God's Word. He just can't. He knows the end of the book. He sees the end of the story for him, and he knows the power that's limited him here and the power that, that uh, God has told him that he can and can't have. So he knows the Spirit in you is stronger than him. And so that's why he tries to subvert and, and lie and, and come at you from, from different angles that you can't see coming. Lean on the Spirit. Trust the Spirit. He, he is our suit, our, our spiritual suit. We're going to look next week at the tools on the tool belt, at the weapons in the closet. But he is, he is the one who guides and brings all those things to be. He is the one who brings those things to, to situational truths in life day after day where we can wage war against the enemy and win again and again and again. And I'm going to tell you, as you grow in your faith, as you grow in maturity, you're going to find those battles to be fewer and farther between. Why? Because the enemy don't like losing. He, he's going to go to somebody he can win against. He's going to go to someone who doesn't lean on the Spirit the way you do, he doesn't, who doesn't know the Scripture the way you do, who doesn't fight the way you do, but, but will yield to him. Don't do that. Walk in victory today because God is in you, the Holy Spirit is in you to give you victory again and again and again. Let's pray. Father, we should be uh, and are in awe that God is living in us. 
the creator God, the God of the universe is in us. We should be in awe of that this morning. Not, not in awe that we fear the Holy Spirit's presence, but in awe that you, you want to have a thing at all to do with us. Yet, as we pray to receive Jesus in our heart, you give us all that you are in the form of the Holy Spirit in us. And as, as the Spirit works with the combination of the Word to, to draw us, first of all, to salvation, and secondly, draw us to Christ's likeness after salvation, as you do those things in us, it's you that works. It's not our own strength. It's not our own smarts. It's not our own talent, our own ability. Not anything we possess or own. It's you working in us to bring glory to yourself and growth and, and maturity to us. Why? Because you love us and you want us to walk in victory. And you want us to walk in victory such that others are drawn to the victory they see in us and say, how do you manage? I've seen failure in your life. I've seen things that, that should throw you a curve. I've seen things that should sideline you, but they don't. Why is that true of you? And allow us to tell our story. Here's why that's true. Because the spirit in me is stronger than me. God living in me is stronger than me. I can't do it on my own. I have to have his help. I have to lean on him. Would you tell us and show us and reveal to us today, again, and afresh, the powers of these scriptures that we've read today, that you are our defender. You're, you're our great liberator. You're our source of power. You're our source of wisdom and strength. When we walk in those truths, we can every time, every day, walk in victory against the enemy. It's a matter of living out those truths, believing them, adopting them, walking in the truth of them every day. Give us the strength and the courage to do that and trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church, helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ. 